everybody. Welcome back to the Hamilcast. I am Jillian. I'm Bianca. Today we are joined by Gregory Haney of a little show called Hamilton. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Gregory, can you tell people who you play? I know Charles Lee, James Reynolds, the doctor. Philip Schuyler. Philip Schuyler. Uh, James Eager. George Eager. Ooh, I don't even know my names. George Eager. Uh, swing life. Hashtag. I know. Swing I'm life. a swing in the show. I cover six <laughs> roles and... Uh, Seabury is one of them, George Eaker. It's funny that you combine James Reynolds and George Eaker because people hate both of them. Yep. <laughs> How's that for you? What's that like for you? Actually, it's quite, it's actually it's fun. It's fun, right? Yeah. James is fun. Uh, just because it's it's kind of one of those things we all want to play the villain every now and then. Well, you get to saunter out on yeah. stage. Oh. That attitude and must that be hat. the most fun. That jacket. Mm. Is it the jacket? Is it's, it more the jacket than the hat? It's more the jacket than the hat. Tell us why. Because it has this like I just I worked on a ranch. I killed. I he's, killed. He's for so this like swashbuckling when he like yeah. walks on stage like that. Like meanwhile, they're in Philadelphia. But exactly, there's there's just something really grimy about him. I've actually got notes to you know kind of ease back on that. Pull back the grime. <laughs> yeah, really? Pull back on the grime. On James bit. Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. So now that is. Well, because at first when I went in, I was like, "Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health." And then they were like, "Um, so we need for you to enunciate." <laughs> And, um, you know, it, you know, you have to get, don't give it all away. <laughs> it's like, like oh, okay. Wait. Okay. So we do something on, on this podcast where we are, we're going through the churnout book. Okay. Because of that, we have a lot of details on James Reynolds. We call him garbage person, James Reynolds. Like he is a garbage person. Yes. <laughs> He's terrible. So it's so funny that they're like, could you not with the grime? And you're like, but I, it's everyone's like visceral reaction to him to just be like the slimiest piece of garbage you possibly can be. Well, just know that my uh, internal monologue is all of those things. <laughs> That's amazing. So before we really dive in, we have a lot of questions from our Patreon peeps. And we also have a cocktail. And the cocktail today, and I, I didn't tell you what it was called, Gregory. Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> The cocktail is called the Big Dog. Ha! <laughs> Why is it called the Big Dog? Because you won global guts <laughs> on Nickelodeon, everybody. Please tell us about Global Guts, and then we will talk about Hamilton. But, but I wait, know. did you watch the interview? Oh, I watched it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you were yep. adorable. I swung around Still that are. tree you, so, yes. so fiercely. You saw, like, I, nobody told James me not Reynolds to. <laughs> nobody told me not to. They were just like, uh, just you know, come around the tree. And then I swung around the tree like I was, you know, Tyra Banks. Like you were going to win Global Guts, which you did. I, I did. But better, this all-American athlete who's barking after a world title. Hey, big dog, Haney, spill your guts. Hi, I'm Greg Haney from Peoria, Arizona, USA. Favorite sports are football, weightlifting, and track and field. Self-esteem, agility, and good sportsmanship are the key ingredients to a good track athlete. After high school, I plan on going to the University of Georgia and playing football and then going to the pros. 
That uh, is amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if the statute of limitations has gone on it. Congrats. You know, it's not because I actually, I, I actually never bring it up. And then when I joined the cast, actually not when I joined the cast, I worked with Lynn back in Bring It On and he found it when we were in Atlanta doing the out of town tryout. And, and when I, and he never let you forget it, he never let me forget it. But I joined the cast and he kept talking about it and kept talking about it. And then I had my mom ship me the trophy and it was in his dressing room (gasps) until he (laughs) He left. He commandeered your global guest He did. It was literally on his dressing room station and he would plug it in when he wanted to relax. I have no idea why. First of all, I love you do have to plug it doesn't just no. it's not a battery operated you plug it in thing. and it has that slide click and it oh, pops on and it's neon green can you tell people who maybe are too young or just <laughs> never watched global guts exactly what that show is and and ha- what it means to win it <laughs> so amazing. global guts back in the day was kind of like a, the kids gladiator on nickelodeon and you had to go through a series of different challenges. And then at the very end, they would tally up all your points. And then you would climb the aggro crag, which was this huge mountain that threw styrofoam rocks at you. And you had to hit actuators, which are just like red buttons that turned on lights. And you basically had to race up this mountain. And that's what I did. Michael O'Malley hosted it. Michael O'Malley hosted it. His big... Uh, catchphrase was let's go to Mo Mo (laughs) (laughs) you know funny story that I actually just worked with him really um, probably like four or five months ago I did a workshop for Margaritaville which is the uh, Jimmy Buffett musical that's coming to New York I should hope so because if someone's naming someone else is taking Margaritaville they are getting sued by Jimmy Buffett (laughs) he's one of the writers and so I walked in the room and I was like is that is that Michael (gasps) Malley So we got went on a 10 and I walked up to him and I was like, you might not remember me. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, wait, <gasps> you, Global Guts. What? Oh my God. And I was God. like, yeah. I was like, I'm <laughs> Greg. He's like, holy beep. Like he's, you he was, curse. oh, perfect. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's no. like, holy shit. No, he's yeah. like, how are you doing? We had like a little chit chat and he's like, how I'm going to come. This is winning Global Guts. Yeah. yeah amazing. He's like, what, let's like, let's have a conversation and like, I'm all going to swing by the, the theater and, and like, we just, we were buddies. Yeah. That <laughs> is oh, awesome. Also, we should, it's called Big Dog because that was your nickname. Everyone has nicknames. Yes. I was So it's Greg, funny that you were like, dog, oh, I'm Gregory, Haney. but not like, don't, I'm um, Big Dog. Don't you remember his big dog, Michael Malley? No, no, no. <laughs> he made me bark. <laughs> Wait, at the audition or what? I mean, I, no. In the during the interview, he made me. He barked and he made. Me, he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna woof, and you're gonna woof back." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And you're like, "Okay." And I you mean, were how? You were twelve. I was no. I was. 13. <laughs> so, and you were very athletic when you were growing up. I mean, obviously, obviously you have to be to I do I can't that. imagine scaling that mountain. <laughs> I would fall. The aggro crag. I love I'm that it's like, it's confirmed. It's just like that most hollow, like soft. It's, it's, it's like a, <laughs> a big old marshmallow. It's I'd amazing. Still, I just have to go back to the, you won. I won. You represented this country. I, I was a, I was a shit canoeer. <laughs> That I will I will say that that water one really did me some damage, but I came back. But you won. won. Yeah, that's amazing. amazing. So the trophy, I had no idea. Of course, like why would I? That Lynn. It's at the theater. It's it's above my dressing room station. To be quite honest, with all the with all of my fan art like around it, it's like up and there. I don't know. It's actually funny. Whenever we get a new cast member, they come into the dressing room and then like probably two days or three days later, they'll come up to me and be like, um, so, so I just saw your trophy and I just want to say you're cool as shit. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, thanks. And people get 
starstruck by you now because no. you won Global Guts. A little bit. That's No. Okay. That's like the coolest <laughs> thing. We all grew up watching that. So another question we had for you was we just hung out very recently with Anthony Lee Medina. <laughs> yes. He, we just had the best time. But we were talking a little bit about Neil Haskell's, what Anthony calls like a Tony Award winning death drop when he is Charles Lee, <laughs> because he does that drop is he just it's a full body when he shot That's in my the, favorite thing in the duel. And so when we mentioned that, Anthony stopped us and he was like, well, you know what? He goes, you have to get Gregory Haney on the show. And so this is before we I think because we interviewed him like over a month ago now. Mm-hmm. So this is before we locked down our day with you. And he was like, did you have Haney on the show? And we were like, no, not yet. But we're like, we're working on it. And he goes, you have to ask him about the sound that you make because <laughs> he described it in some kind of way. We are we are in talks with Greg. <laughs> have you you need to ask him about when he gets shot because <gasps> the sound that comes out of his body is incredible <laughs> to the extent of it's amazing. Every single time after Greg gets shot, we finish out that scene. And I walk off stage and start crying laughing because it's so ridiculous. He sounds like someone just kicked a small Pomeranian dog <gasps> in, in the nuts. Oh, it's, no. In, it's a yelp. It's high-pitched. It's incredible. Oh, my God. Also, I just, Tony, we're winning. Right, for sure. And I just love the... I mean, We have direct orders from Anthony Medina to ask you Animal. about the sound you make as Charles Lee during the duel. Well, now that you mention it, I just, <laughs> I just spent the last week being Charles Lee, and it's the the sound, the direction that I got was just to, you know, you get shot, so you make an, an audible sound. Sure. So the first time I went on, I was stressed out because it was my very first track, and so when I got shot, I kind of forgot to just scream and so it or just go out or whatever but and how long ago was this when you first uh oh i've been in the show over a year now so congrats thank you um but this sound that came out of my mouth was like a cat being run over on like their tail being run over by a car (laughs) i shrieked it and it caught me off guard and i was like (gasps) (laughs) but no and then i just recently got a note saying they're like um Tommy, Tommy saw the show. He goes, so uh, Haney, was that a scream when you got shot? And I was like, well, you know, I don't really know because I got shot. So whatever came out just came out. He goes, it was a scream. And he just walked away. And then our musical director was like, uh, so we're going to need that to come down a few notches just because you're making it into a scene and it's not, that's not a part of the scene. And I was like, I was just making choices, but I was also waiting for somebody to give me a note. So. <laughs> and I also no longer. am playing garbage people like James Reynolds and Charles Lee, who sucked also. Yeah. The best thing about Charles Lee is that he had a pack of dogs with him. Otherwise, he was a nightmare. Yeah. I can make magic out of a bag of shit. Oh, I'm sure you can, <laughs> which is why you've been in Hamilton for over a year. So what is your, uh, we have, this is, I think, a, a good time to ask a question from one of our Patreon people. Brooklyn asks, what is your absolute favorite moment in the show, a moment that speaks to you in the most intense way. Ooh. And I don't know if she means a moment for one of your characters that you're playing at the time or something that really speaks to you just as if you're on the the walk around or or whatever. So you can you can answer that in as many parts as you'd like. Well, I think since I play a lot of different parts in the show, I think the the one thing that's always 
congruent with all of them is Skylar Sisters. And it's the part where we get on the turntable and the inner turntable is going the opposite direction and the outer turntable is going the, the of course, the opposite direction. But we are just walking and we're talking about how New York is the greatest city in the world, but we're actually rotating and like seeing the stage in that speed and then seeing the audience and then catching people's faces. It's always so magical every time that I do it because I, I catch somebody who is actually like locked into me and it's just like, yeah, you're in the greatest city of the world. We are in this building together going on this journey. And it's always the same. And I love it. And it like it speaks volumes every time. That and the downbeat of the show. I actually was talking uh, to somebody about this. And I said that it's still baffling for me that the show has been going on for two years now. And people are still really excited about it. And the energy is palpable in the theater. And so the dun 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 dun. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a... On that amazing sound system, you can just like feel everybody like sit up. And once you feel an audience sit up, you know that they're ready. And so you get that every time the downbeat happens. And I love it. Okay, well, I Those have a lot of chills. Yeah, amazing, amazing answers. That's in- incredible. I mean, Bianca and I have both seen the show a few times, and so we know that that feeling of that moment, and we have both seen it with people who hadn't seen it before, and you feel it next to them. So I love that that travels to the stage, and how could it not? Because it's what like two thousand people, yeah, or yeah. something like that. 17, 17 15? 17 I don't know I don't know I'm bad at estimating there's a lot of people but if I could feel it with this person that I know next to me and to have that happen so many times but you have to I mean I had to of course it travels I had to check myself to not be like staring at them like are they are oh they my getting God. this part are they are they feeling what i'm feeling I'm like watch I, the show bianca i am the crazy person who wanted to watch my husband listen to it for the first time which is like the worst <laughs> thing ever thing. like but in, just that was the my first reaction did you get to it yet did you get to it? so what do you think did you like this part wait, wait for this part but did you hear about this oh no and then, and then that comes back and that's different because when they said that we fought with him it's different because it's like the cabinet battle also and because they played tool roles anyway so <laughs> did you like that isn't that awesome is isn't that a great line? Isn't that, oh, it's amazing. And I love that, that that travels to all of everyone on that stage because so many of the cast members who we've spoken to, we talk a lot about how things can change for you every night because you don't know who you're going to be playing against and mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to, who you are going to be playing or who's going to be opposite you. But I love that that is the constant, that Always. feeling. And you could be having a shit day. And for me, at least, Coming to the theater, signing in, having that half an hour to kind of like play with like the cast before we get on stage and get into those costumes. And and then as soon as the ball starts rolling, you're like, well, I'm in it because mm-hmm. there's no you, there's no backing out. Right. I my my analogy when I first did the show, I was like, this show feels like getting on a roller coaster without a seatbelt <gasps> and you are you feel the the cranking up to the top oh and that noise is the most horrifying noise. and then the down the damn downbeat that i absolutely love is the scariest thing ever because you're just like right and the downbeat is the first beat of the show yeah (laughs) so you just have can't stop you had that stomach is your gut is in your throat and your 
just it's unlike any show I've it's ever It's like a done. runaway train at that point. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. It's And I thought because you, funny story, um well, a little. Um my my Broadway debut was actually in the Richard Rogers with Tarzan. And I played um, one of, there was three like featured male ensemble and I played one of them. And my first entrance actually was at the very top of the house, um, like where the rigging mm-hmm. of the, of like the lights and, and everything. Oh, wow. So even and higher than. Even higher than that. Than the, the and second so one. I had to put on my leopard costume, my leopard head and my harness. And it was like a six, a six point prong harness. So it strapped to my back. And then I had to climb over the edge of the uh, the walkway and hang and just wait. And then my first entrance was me killing Tarzan's mom. And so I had to crawl down a suspended rope onto this like like wreckage <laughs> and like fight and then swing up and crawl back up. That is terrible. So that was my very first entrance. And this is scarier than that. Wow. As someone who is terrified of heights and <laughs> falling and swinging from them, uh, I can't think of anything worse than that. What but, is what is perfect, though, is that this is another perfect, perfect segue to another Patreon question is because when Eliza Oman was on, she was telling us about how and she's a universal swing. I don't even know how she nope. I don't does. Get it. I have no it idea how she functions. No and we get e- we get emails and tweets about her constantly about how she is legit a superhero how she does how she can come she's a boss she is amazing and like also the nicest person so she could be stressed out all the time because she doesn't know where she's gonna be mm-hmm. at any given time like it's she's amazing but she was saying how um she didn't know during i think it was my shot where thane hangs off the she said she turned around and he was literally like scaling the wall and yeah she was like i didn't know you she do was that. like i've seen that song performed a zillion times but just her eye was never or never registered because we were like eliza it's fine you have eight zillion things going on in your mind it's totally okay but you saying that you were came in hanging on the Richard Rogers reminded me of Natalie's question, which was that she loves the friendship on social media that you and Thane have. <laughs> she thinks that you two are adorable. She's accurate. And her question is, how would you describe Thane Jasperson and your friendship with him? Thane is a pixie. He is one of those those characters that you can never pin down. And when you do, you just spend most of the time just laughing and giggling at him. So he really is just bouncing around the Rogers. He really all the time. is. He's so, okay. he's That's so what silly. it seems like. He he's really so is. And it. like he. His Seabury is hilarious. He's the way he's always looking over his shoulder. Like, don't like what? Like, I know. I can't wait. I can't me. wait to go on for him. I'm finishing his track this week. Really? So I'm, I'll be Fun. it'll be interesting to see my take on. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, can you pull it back They're again? Like, a person who's. So so many, like so many options. Killing Greg. the vibe. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? But so our, our friendship is our friendship is is very just like loose and really organic. Like we like I've known I've known Thane for years and being finally being able to like work with him. Um we kind of just like clicked. It's kind of the same way that like me and Neil clicked. Mm-hmm. I've actually like Neil and I have known each other. We were in the last round of auditions for Times Are Changing, which was his Broadway debut, mm-hmm. and then I got Tarzan, um, and so we knew each other back then, and then we did bring it on together. Oh, that's awesome! So we have like had this decade long, right? Like, and yet, I, love, I love Neil. Yet I've, another plea I've for a, uh, Neil and yeah. Kane, come on the show. <laughs> on We'd the love show. to hang out and talk to you about all I'll of those him. things. I was a uh, a big Neil Haskell fan on So You Think You Can Dance, so I've been quite pumped 
to see his progression. Yeah. Oh, I always make fun of him. Oh, but it's the best. I know. And he did such a good job, but I just can't, I just can't help making fun of him. He's, he's like my little brother. I can't help it. <laughs> I really can't. Well, that, that means that there's a whole other level of love and friendship there. Yes. You know, I love, I love that sense of of family because bianca and i are very big um proponents of the family you choose and your friends being your family and and that and i cannot even imagine being in a big cast like that or and you know any cast you you bond and you have this family but i feel like there's something and i'm not comparing because you know we hate doing that too but there is something about everyone on and we know this because of social media and it's so still funny for me to say but like that's the world we live in we like like know about people through social media you guys are just the most loving and have so much fun and you just adore each other it's true and it's really do it looks like you're all having a ball yeah and not to take away from the incredibly hard work and and all the hours of of time and prep and training and not taking away from that because i'm not saying that it's easy but in that moment when you guys are backstage and running up and down the stairs and just like messing with each other and just (laughs) going up to the tower good lord (laughs) what is it like seven flights of stairs seven flights of stairs yeah Yeah. well that's just like it just feels mean. I know they're old buildings and <laughs> you can't do much about it. It's a part it's a part of it though. Oh, it's so like crazy. you can't you yeah. can't be in a Broadway house without having to climb some stairs. Scale just those stairs. The thing about the thing about the cast and and the family feeling that you get is that for me at least you know, I love my job and I've always I've always wanted to entertain. I don't I didn't know what in what like capacity that was gonna be in, but I bring that joy and that, that want Every time I come to the theater, even whatever is happening in the streets in the streets of New, of New York is happening. But as soon as I get there, then I'm going to put my best for my best foot forward in order to to give the experience that I would want to give, get and receive. Um, and so we're a big family because we, you know, we laugh together, we cry together, we hold each other up. It's it's literally an ensemble group of people who are there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um and we like like a family we fight sure we get mad <laughs> like we yeah. like there's all those all those those things are are packed into it but that's what makes it real and that's what makes it translate i think on stage is that we know we have each other's back like i know if i mess up and i go out of the wrong wing somebody's gonna be like you know that was wrong right <laughs> um and you're like oh wait i'm sorry i'm too busy running under the theater the which is now. another thing eliza said that there's no way to go around you no. have to run under the theater yeah the first time i went on for neil's track uh, for charles lee i forgot to do the cross and i had to run all the way on the other side and then walk on stage like i wasn't out of breath but i was <laughs> right <so. laughs> but and it's just so it's so lovely and wonderful that you also are all like so honest about things like that you know burr's corner we call it the white room the white room the white room it's like it's when you're in the moment and then all of a sudden it leaves and then you wind up in a white room and you can't see anybody else and you're (laughs) like i'm scared yeah it's and what is my line it's has that Charles, happened to you? Oh my God! Ask Charles Lee. You just Lee. feel a flush go over your entire body. I'm sure, and just it's, like it's it's scary. Charles Lee during the duel, I was supposed to say seven confesses sins, ready for the moment of adrenaline when you finally face your opponent. I said seven confesses sins, medicine, <laughs> and I just walked. No, I just walked the, the 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 roundabout of the of the rest of the turntable, and I turned back around and I was just like, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I just I don't. I don't Who know. Who was your John Lawrence at the time? Jordan Fisher was nice, and they just laughed at me. <laughs> Just laughed at me. And then the first time, I think the first time I actually messed up in that was I said, I was supposed to say, um, have your seconds meet face to face. And I turned around and I said, have your seconds face face to face. Well, at least that kind of works-ish. <laughs> yeah. There but words you could that hear me growling. Well, maybe the growl. <laughs> my mic, I was like. <laughs> just wrong. I'm mad at yourself. Just... Meanwhile, I turned back and David is like. <laughs> 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 oh, wait. Sorry. That's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, though, because it's such a everyone note. There have been so many like articles and like think pieces written about the amount of words in the show. And I mean, I can't imagine I listen to it a lot. Granted, it's not my job. Granted, it's not something that I do in front of people all the time. But if it makes you feel any better, Gregory, I mess up too. <laughs> so thank you. Mean, all the thank time. you so much. Yeah, I just I just want to let you know that <laughs> I feel very You're confident only and loved. Thank no, you. What, what a dick. That was like the worst thing. But it, I mean, it, it is. It must be. Are you sick of listening to it? I mean, do you have to do that to keep it up? Like, what is the rehe- how often are you in rehearsal, and what is that like? I'm in to, rehearsal to every week. Yeah, every week. I have rehearsal tomorrow, twelve thirty. Is it once um, a week? Uh, no, because we're swings, we can have rehearsal on um, Thursday and Fridays, okay. and then sometimes even during the show, if we're trying to get something or need to correct something, we can. And is it. it the full show, or is it just something? Is it like a you specific rehearsal, or is it just um, all? Sometimes it's like you know going back and like checking marks or checking uh, staging and and spacing and whatnot, or if we have to do lifts, then I'll have to come like fifteen minutes before half hour to do mm-hmm. some lifts to make sure that like everybody feels comfortable and safe. So it it it's always up in the air, but we always have as swings, we always have rehearsal. Yeah, I saw the the other day a lot of people were posting there was a big brush up rehearsal. Yeah, right? we had with two days with Sir Andy, Andy. With Sir Blankenbuehler. Yeah. And he ran us through the entire show, and which was always amazing. Just because, I think because we've had um, basically a full cast turnover, so a lot of the uh, intentions mm-hmm. needed to be kind of re-upped, mm-hmm. and like those things need to happen. I think they should happen around like. Well, I think that's great because it keeps the sh- it keeps the show from getting stale and staying on point and staying the way that it's intended to and cotton yeah continuity like yeah, we have yeah. three companies now in the u.s totally so it's like if you come to new york you're going to see the same intention at least partially of the same intention that you'll mm-hmm. see in chicago because they're different people but the intention of the movement is going to be the same right yeah and the same in san francisco mm-hmm. and so in order to do that we have to have those those time that time in the theater with everybody else like with every all of us like it was all all leads all 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 ensemble members just so everybody's getting the same amount of information yeah how that is awesome transferred is different but we all are on the same page is there something specifically with either charles lee or james reynolds where you have the flexibility to not necessarily improvise because i feel like that's too like dangerous of, of a term so it's so because then it's like oh well no i could just like fuck with anybody whenever i want but you know um nick walker was telling us how it's up to him to decide when he's going to give hamilton the sword or certain moments mm-hmm. that that is up to you to decide when you want to, to do a certain thing for the most part i think most of that is most of that intention work is how i you know 
step up to the plate for each of the parts. Mm-hmm. So like my uh, Philip Schuyler is completely different than Roddy's Philip Schuyler because right. I, even though, you know, historically he was maybe 40 when Eliza got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't really do, like I can't really show that age, especially because, you know, when Lynn was there, Lynn is taller than me and he looks older than me. So in order for me to like say I'm the father, I played him really old. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking like he, if if a gust of wind blew by, he probably would have like fallen over. Right. Which is different than what Sydney played. Sydney was very upright and very like regal, and mm-hmm. that worked. That that uh, to the audience, he looked like the father, like the authority authority figure. And so my take on it was just like, okay, well, I have a limp. I had gout. And I have arthritis in my hip, so this is how we're walking down right. the stairs. Deal with it. Hmm. This is that's yeah. interesting. You're asking me for my daughter's hand, so I right. don't need to explain anything to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly that's Hamilton. exactly how I approach yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then that goes differently with um, Eker. Like the way Ephraim played it, it was very cool and chill. Mm-hmm. Like I have no time for you type of type of thing, and I play it as. <laughs> I actually just I was talking to somebody about this too um, I actually played as I paid money for this show you're messing up my show now I'm gonna have to beat your ass I mean that's Full valid out. I have a box seat and you're <laughs> you're yelling at me from the bottom yeah about Rude. whatever the it could be really about anything it could be about anything but I'm fed up <laughs> you're over it <laughs> you know well he's 19 <laughs> um, you mentioned bring it on before Uh, Another question from our Patreon group comes from Rob, and he has a specific uh, bring it on question. He is curious about your thoughts on playing the first trans or one of the first trans characters on Broadway, or at least a character whose gender identity was not necessarily a plus point, but it was just sort of what it was. It wasn't highlighted. And um, what were were your thoughts on, on that? And if you can tell people who didn't see bring it on just a little bit about that character. Bring it on. I had a blast. I, I miss it. I actually just saw a picture on Facebook um, of us doing shenanigans during uh, Cheer Call, and I absolutely miss it. So Bring It On was a musical about the competitive cheerleading of high school, um, but it's based off, loosely based off of Bring It On, the movie with Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union. And uh, I was one of the crew members. It was myself... Ariana DeBose, who uh, originated the, the, the Bullet, Bullet Track, yes. um, and Adrian Warren, who just was nominated last year for a Tony for Shuffle Along. And all three of us were, um, we created the team of Jackson High. Oh, some kids used to tease me and put me through hell. Some people are mean, but most people mean. Well, it's just their thinking. It's thinking and a little outdated. Well, maybe they're merely uneducated. Got pretty eyes with thunder thighs. It ain't no thing, yeah. I'm daddy's little big surprise. It ain't no thing, yeah. Love who you are and the world will adore you. And the couple that don't, at least they can't ignore you. Now, boys, I want to buy me playing. It ain't no I am played La Cienega, and La Cienega was a character that Jeff Witte wrote based off of his friend, one of his close friends, and um, 
I, I'll, I'll tell you the backstory. I, I remember auditioning for it in LA. I was doing Wicked in San Francisco, and my friend Jonathan was like, we should go and audition for Bring It On. Andy Blankenbuehler is doing it, and it's like the whole creative team of In The Heights. And I, I auditioned, I, they called me back for La Cienega and Twig, and I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable doing it because I didn't feel like I showed up the way that I wanted her to be. Um, and so I didn't get a call back after that and didn't hear anything. And then I was moving back to New York to join Memphis. And um, my agent was like, "They, yeah, I was just talking with Rachel and they still haven't found a La Cienega. It's like, oh, well, I would love to go in again. And so I went in, but this time I went in with this Afro and it was pulled back into like almost a, a big uh, Afro puff and a tennis skirt and an oversized uh, tank top tucked in and heels and I did a light beat and I walked the streets and I got ready at Betsy Struxon's house actually. Stop it. And I walked down to Telsey. Um, because, as that character. As my character because I, I wanted, I didn't want to go in the room feeling ashamed of, of, of what I had on. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted to actually get a real sense of what people would, how people would look at me before Just I went in. Just living in the, the world. Yeah. Like um, and I walked in and I did the scene and Andy was directing and choreographing it and he would throw like things out and I would just like change up the scene and I would do it. And then um, that night I was in Target and I got a call from my agent saying that I booked it. And then when I met, when I re-met Andy again, he was like, yeah, after you left, I, I turned to everybody else and I was like, well, I guess somebody's ready to get out of the ensemble. <gasps> and nice. so oh, hello. I think my research moving into actually getting the role was more about giving a voice to a marginalized group and doing it in a way that was respectful and um, didn't make fun because it, it, the easy, the easiest thing is to play into a stereotype, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing it in a way to where I, I, I was very respectful and I was very understanding that, you know, this voice at the time wasn't being heard as loudly as it should have. Mm -hmm. So, Every day, I just I just made sure that I I did my best to be respectful, as I would want somebody to be respectful in doing a part that, you know, speaks to me. Sure. So yeah, I loved it. I really did. I really I I loved that there was this this duality within myself that had both masculine and feminine, but also didn't need to be defined, and that um, she was everything that I'm not at times, but everything that I am. Right. Does that make sense? I it don't makes really total know. Sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's I also just want to add that Jesse asked a very similar question that just says, I really want to hear about Bring It On and his character in that show. So shout out to Jesse. Thank you for Thanks, Jesse. sending this question. Last Inigo was fierce. I will say that though. I mean Yeah. <laughs> totally was. This was my percentage. She was she was half Felicia Rashad and the other half Beyonce. Stop. So I wanted with that I wanted skirt walking down with that tennis Avenue. skirt. Come on. I wanted I wanted Felicia Rashad to be to be a part of it because I needed her to walk into a room and all eyes go on her and you knew that she was regal. And then I wanted the Beyonce because as soon as that dream, that beat dropped, I was going to let you have Fear. it. Come on. And you did. <laughs> you did. I love that. Did your time uh, in Hamilton have any overlap with Ariana? Yeah, everybody was the original. The complete original cast was there when I joined, so I got to I have to be back in the back into the studio so with fun. Betsy and and Ari and Ephraim and D Watts. D Watts and I came back at the same time. I had finished Grease Live, and then I flew back on a Monday and started rehearsals on Tuesday. 
That's if you awesome. want to get a degree live. I was so afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was so afraid because it's like as a as a performer, you know, you know your your strong suits. So I know theater. I know theater like the back of my hand. So when I walk into like tech, I get it. We're going to be here for hours. I'm going to be standing in the same spot for hours. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know film and television. Like, I, I walk up on set, I check in, they put me in my room, I learn my lines, I go get in costume, and I kind of like, wait. Hashtag we, hurry up and wait. Right, hurry up and wait. And then we get on set and we block it. Cool. This was the combination. This was the love child of both of them. And I had no idea what I was doing. Because we were in a studio, like it was a regular musical right. rehearsal. And I uh, it was myself and seven other singers who joined the process the last bit of the process. So we had 3 days in the studio. Wait. Yeah. So what happened oh, was okay. what had happened was <laughs> was that uh all the principals had been in rehearsals like learning the songs, learning the book, and then the dancers had been doing all the pre-production work beforehand. So then they came in taught like help teach the leads what they were doing, things were staged. So by the time that we got there, they had already staged the whole show in the studio. And so we joined and we were like, oh, oh. So then I got thrown into things. They're like, okay, you're going to be one of the cheerleaders things. Do you know how to stunt? I was like, yeah, I know how to stunt. I, yeah, I'm not going to say I did bring it on because I don't want you to put me into more stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, so you joined like when they were on the, the lot to do it no, live? four days before we went on the lot. And then for that, then after we got on the lot, then it was a month before we actually filmed. So the whole process. Oh, wow. You guys were on the lot for a month? We were that's, on the lot for a month. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. They were in rehearsal, like in the studios for about two months before I joined. Wow. Yeah. It was something six, eight weeks before. Um, so it was it was crazy. Like I almost got hit by a crane. <laughs> that's terrifying. Really? Well, because they were we were trying to do the, the gym scene and I was walking, but the guy didn't see me coming. So I had to like duck. Good thing I'm <laughs> agile. But it was it was a that was a stressful that was a stressful day. (laughs) That dance scene was stressful. And it's so true what you said, like because there's nothing like live television and there's nothing like live theater. Yeah. And you now had to marry both of them. And there was a hurricane coming. Okay. Well. I mean, a monsoon. I'm sorry, not a hurricane. Let me be correct. It was a monsoon. I was gonna say. I was like, oh, can I use the music, the piano? Right. (laughs) It like the morning of when we shot. I remember that. Yeah. Downpouring. They put uh, like a tent over where all the audience oh, were okay. outside and where gotcha. the, the front of the school was. They put a, a tent over that. But then the opening scene with Jesse J, they just gave us umbrellas and we're like, so we're going to redo this right, with right. umbrellas. This yeah. time with umbrellas. Cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in the golf cart. So, <laughs> so you tell me I'm what covered, I'm doing. I'm I don't know what I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just don't mess up my fro. I mean, I'm just here and it's live. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? I'm just going to smile and hit my mark. There you go. Do you That's remember... Why? any of it happening i do did it go by too fast i remember getting done and then betsy was actually doing a live text thread to me so anytime the scene got done and (laughs) i had like a down a downtime i would check my phone and betsy would be like oh okay so we want to be in the camera so you're going to be on the the right side of aaron okay and so she just she it was amazing and i amazing they cut to commercial and you have you'd have 87 taxes all be for betsy and then i almost died in the in the the golf cart when it hit the curb (gasps) oh my god that was me i was on the side of it and that was me and i was like i'm gonna die and anna gaskar is going to be on top of my head okay well you know what on live television last moments there are worse things i could do (gasps) i didn't even (laughs) see how natural see you see how, how i did happens? that <laughs> that is so 
funny. I love that so much. Also, you were gonna, you were not gonna die. It was like the smallest little curve. It was the smallest curve, but there was twelve of us in the thing. <laughs> and I was on the edge. I was, I was, so, I was like, just smile crushed. and keep moving. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to watching um, Dirty Dancing. Oh, us too with Q. Yeah. And Andy. Andy did all the choreography. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, Q told us all about... Do, do you know the story of when Andy was like... No, Q was playing piano while he was filming Dirty Dancing where he had not been cast in Hamilton yet. Yeah. And he... Because Q is like a brilliant musician, obviously, yeah. as you know. I don't know why He's I'm telling you such things. such a talented man. So, so, so amazing. But he was playing piano and he turned around. And he was like, oh, like there was like a, a crowd forming because Andy was just like doing all the choreography for the songs that... Q was playing on piano. Was he playing Hamilton music? Yes. Oh. From the top. Like, and he he was like, oh, every, there's like a big crowd around me. And then he looked over his shoulder and Andy's doing it. That's 100%. Amazing. And then he was like, I guess I, like, obviously I keep going. I guess like, I keep I going now. I don't, I don't stop this situation. Are you kidding me? I hope somebody recorded it. I will put this in. To see Andy do the choreography is mind-blowing him and stephanie clemens yeah. like oh my the god the two of them i have had so much respect for them and she just Again, got married the, she did, congrats, I know, stephanie. We saw so, congratulations congrats. when life gives you clemens yes oh my god also again our another plea that we've repeated andy stephanie please come <laughs> love <laughs> we love the both love them. would love to Andy's talk to you man. about a zillion things is he i don't know no. a, <laughs> a father <laughs> a father and a creator i know and a husband i met another tony award nominee you had met him before because you had Taking Andy's class. I used class, to take his class but, at Broadway Dance I Center back in the Dizay. I was always scared to take his class. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. I'm always a little scared <laughs> to take musical theater class in general. I'm terrified of Carla's class. Are you I want to take Carla's class very badly, but I'm also terrified of it. Carla's, she's a gem. She's going to tell you how it is, but she's a gem. She was like, no, just have fun. She goes, it was so funny because Andrew Chappelle came and I'm like, okay, now I'm definitely not, definitely not yeah. coming. Show up. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't done any other. We should all just go and take class one. Okay, time. that's fine by me. I would me. love it. I would love it. Have you seen Bandstand? Not, Not yet, yet. No. Oh, so good. Was it good? It was, was so it good. Amazing. The choreography. Was it good? I know. But I, I love it because there's say. there's like little nods to like all of his shows in every show that he does. There's mm-hmm. like little nods to things. So there was in in Bandstand. There's a moment where they bring out red ropes, mm-hmm. like uh, going down like a red carpet. And I was like, that's from Bring It On. Oh, that's That's awesome. my red rope. You took my red <laughs> rope, Andy. How dare you, you I do remember when he told monster. me, when when they did that, we were in rehearsal at, um, I can't remember the studio, but we were in rehearsal and Ari, me and Ari were, were sitting down and we were like, are they, is he going to put us in this? I was like, I mean, we have a huge section, so I don't know when. So then all of a sudden they bring out, we go on a 10 minute break and then we come back and then there's a red carpet in the middle of the floor. And I started playing around and I was just like walking and being stupid. And he goes, oh, good. You already know what you're about to do. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, you guys are going to come around over here after we after we do this 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 pocket of choreography. You guys are going to come around over here. And you're just going to walk. And I was like, OK, so then what, what do you want me to do? He's like, whatever you want. I was like, no, Andy, you can't. What, you can't you can't not give me boundaries because I work better and with that. Ba- no, you just. OK. OK. And so I was living my life. <laughs> and he didn't give you any boundaries? No, he was just like, he good. He just let you... <gasps> He's like, go ahead, go. Not marking. No, never. <laughs> never marking. <laughs> <laughs> never marking and saying on Releve. Sweet love. 
good. You know, sometimes when we do these two-part episodes, but I don't plan on them being two-parters at first, it's a little tricky for me to find where I'm going to split it into two parts. But when Gregory Haney said never marking and staying on Releve, my job was done. Next week, we answer more questions from our Patreon supporters. We're talking about social media. Yes, Snapchat and the Bee Filter. We're talking about Gregory's pup, Winston, who is adorable. And Gregory tells us some of the do's and don'ts of stage door etiquette. It's a good app. I know I say that all the time, but it is. Thank you so much for listening and join us next week on the Hamilcast. Love, G.Pen. Quick reminder to check out patreon.com slash the Hamilcast to support the podcast and get behind the scenes access and other really cool rewards. Thanks so much to those of you who've already contributed. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please take a quick minute to subscribe to our podcast and review us on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a pamphlet. We know you're busy, but we'd appreciate any kind words you want to share. Check out thehamilcast.com for all of your Hamilcast needs, including extensive and reference heavy outlines from each churnout chapter. Chirpter? Yeah. Chirpter. And information on our awesome guests and cool things we mention on the show. You can follow us at The Hamilcast on all social media outlets, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Periscope, and Snapchat. We love hearing from you. You can email us at thehamilcast at gmail.com. And please let us know if we can read your email on the air. We're cool either way. And don't worry, we will always get back to you. I am underscore Bianca Jean underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Jillian with a G on all social media. And I have a web series with my husband, Mike, you know, Mike, called The Residuals. It's about actors who audition for commercials. You can find everything you need at theresiduals.tv. And I have a podcast called True Crime Obsessed with the one and only Patrick Hines from the Theater People and Broadway Backstory Podcasts. It's all about true crime, but funny and also respectful. Check it out. TrueCrimeObsessed.com. Thank you again. And as always, you continue to... Yeah. Blow us all away.